Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Ugly Ducklings podcast with your host Rashida and Bryce. Today we have a special guest, my friend Vince, all the way from the East Coast, now living in the Bay Area with me to talk about serving the community and doing the damn thing for the culture. Well, thank you for the. Am I supposed to go now? No, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Definitely a fan of y'all podcast. So honored that y'all asked me to be here. And like she said, definitely coming from the East Coast out here to the West Coast to add some flavor to it. Yeah. So we wanted to bring Vince onto the podcast for our listeners because Vince is one of the friends that I have that I would say is very much about the culture, supporting Black-owned businesses, and then just, you know, being, like, doing community service. Like, I feel like no matter what is not tied to, like, like your organization or to, like, an alumni, like, with schools or, like, you know, where you graduated from, it's just, like, you wanting to do it on your own. And I thought it'd be good for you to, like, chat about it because I feel like a lot of us have intentions and, like, want to do more, but it's, like, how do you get started? What are, like, maybe smaller ways to kind of take steps? to be more active and to engage with the community? Yeah, no, that's a, a great question. It is something like we face in this community, well, just in the world really, but specifically in the black community, like we see so many things that we view as negative and it's always like, what can we do? And we kind of have this savior complex. I, I feel like in the black community, it's like we're waiting for that one person to go ahead and be that change maker. And then we yeah. always see when we do have someone who reaches that status, if they fall short, then we're the first ones to to criticize them. Like, this is why we can't have anything. But in regards to just getting involved, you just got to start somewhere. So, I mean, I used to see my father always be involved in the community, not so much with an organization, but he always instilled in me, like, you, you help your people out, especially people who look like you. So whether it was someone that was down and out outside, he would, you know, offer to go get them food. You know, he acknowledged everyone, so it wasn't, and then they'll continue just like add on, add on. Yeah. Definitely gave me more confidence doing it. What did you do when you first moved here? What was it, October 2021? I was continuing that same mindset from New Hampshire, and I came here. So when I got here and saw an abundance of Black-owned businesses, I challenged myself to be intentional about spending my dollar there. Yeah. I understand like how quickly the dollar leaves our community. So I will find them. And at least here, you can literally find, if you want fitness, you have a Black-owned gym. If a grocery market, there's some Black-owned grocery market. It might be small, but they're Black-owned. If you want clothing, there's black owned clothing if you want herbs or medicine there's like black owned spots so being intentional about it instead of going for the easier thing which there's a lot of businesses that aren't black owned but supply us with all the almost everyday utensils that we need utilities and taking that extra step to go out and find the black owned spot and spend the extra little bit of money to go there uh, and try to support them. Also, provide good feedback. Like, not trying to demonize them for, yeah. you know, we, we hear Black-owned restaurants or businesses don't have the best service sometimes. But understanding, like, 
there's a lot of things that go into business that most entrepreneurs, small businesses, mom and pop shops are just not aware of. They're usually able to create something that has a demand that people like, but it's more than just the product. It's the product, it's the service, it's the marketing, it's the finances, all of these things that go into creating and running a successful business where most of these places are unaware of it. So they lack in some ways, even PR, even like being able to talk to people, like understanding those things and trying to show them more grace as well as provide them feedback. Cause we tend to show grace to so many other organizations or establishments that people don't look like us. Service is not as good. Wait might be just as long. Products might have some defect or whatever the case may be, but we're willing to give other people a chance where in the most altruistic way, probably freshman year of college, where I really like understood the concept and giving back, you know, without wanting anything in return. So yeah, I think, you know, I was exposed to it early on, did a little babbling throughout like early years doing habitat with humanity when I was in middle school or, you know, just going out with my pops and other family members who might be doing something in the community and just, just being involved in that way. But I will say probably, probably college was when I started really doing it on my own. Uh, definitely, I would say it picked up when I was an interest. Yeah. And becoming a cue. Like, you couldn't tell me anything. I was like, I'm doing all the community service. But it stuck with me. Like, it, of course, it was at the beginning, you're doing it because you, it's a requirement. You're you need certain amount of hours in order to that was that you needed before you could go any further. And after it, it, I still stuck with it. It wasn't like a oh, I did it, I completed it. Now I'm here because with every one of our deep now organizations, service is at the foundation of all of it. Yeah, like, historically, all of our organizations were created to create a space for like-minded. African Americans and really create a organization for leadership within our own community. So it's like, you know, lifting as we climb is reaching back to our communities and, and helping them achieve to where we're at and opening doors for those who are behind us. So the service really stuck with me. And then I've just figured out different ways that I could be involved ever since. I would agree. I'd like to answer the question too. Like I feel like maybe I've had some hints of community service when I was younger, but I think it, like where I could say I really remember doing it was still forced, but I ended up like enjoying it was um, in basketball. They had us do community service and we used to go and help with therapeutic horseback riding. So um, people who were like, uh, like had mental disabilities or, or different disabilities, they would have this riding to help like soothe them. And then you would essentially like ride alongside, well, walk alongside them as they're riding this horse. Um, and so you're saying like, oh, okay, this was like actually really soothing, oddly enough, to these different um, people that were um, coming into this like stable. But that was like my first foray and then I think once I got into Philadelphia right out of college there were some like different soup kitchens and things and I was like oh I like this and we would like go and feed the homeless at this particular church they would come the, we would help with like preparing certain pieces of the food and then we would actually like serve it and like essentially be waiters or waitresses right 
Oh, wow. I just thought about it. I didn't even realize I was doing community service in high school. So my uh, aunt used to be like one of the big managers that came out in the area. And every season for Christmas, I used to dress up as an elf and do face painting for kids for oh, free. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know what? It's like interesting that you brought up something that I actually wanted to ask Vince is like, what are things that really are community service that we kind of like overlook? Like you don't even really think about it until later on. You're like, wow, that actually was being helpful to the community. Mm -hmm. I did it for free and I just did it like because I wanted to and it puts a smile on somebody's face. So that is serving the community essentially. Right. Yeah, for me, I, I find the most joy with mentoring. So like, yeah, I came out here, I found a few organizations that I could be involved with students, especially, particularly young men of color or black men in particular. Um, and that's the way I look at like community service. And then from that is starting with the youth and then I can expand out from that. So, yeah, you know, we had a couple friends, James, Octavius, when they were, hey, we about to do a clothing drive for the homeless. I was like, say less, like I'm, I'm gonna show up. Or Little X, my roommate and I, we hosted Thanksgiving my first year here. We had a whole bunch of food left over and I came up with the idea. I was like, you know, we try to give all the leftovers to everybody's there. Like, hey, bro, take this. I ain't going to eat all this. But we had a whole bunch of leftovers. So, you know, I asked him, would he be cool with going out with me to get the food out? To, we had an encampment not too far from us. So I went out, got a whole bunch of styrofoam platters, reheated the food, put them in the car. He went out with me, and we just gave the food away to those who are in need. And, you know, it was... Something like that where you're not looking for validation. You're not seeking anybody's attention to do it. It was just a, hey, I'm blessed enough to have a roof over my head, have food. I don't worry about going hungry. Like when I go hungry, that's a that's a personal choice. It ain't a, because I, I can't where every day, you know, living here, you are reminded how blessed you are. So yeah. If I'm in a position to help someone who's in need, you know, find a way to do that. It could be a nice thing of even for someone who's not in need. Like if you just, you know, my mom does this too. Like she'll pay it for it. Sometimes she'll go to Dungeons Donuts. She'll order a coffee, whatever, and then she'll buy what they got behind me, and then she'll pay the bill, and just will tell the cashier when you see them, tell them to pay it for to somebody else. So it's like little things like that. It's that's also viewed as community service in a sense because you're helping the community out. It doesn't always have to be helping someone out who's in duress and need. It literally can just be, you know, giving your time to try to help better someone else's day or trajectory in life. Yeah. Bryce, what are other things like for you, like I guess in college or even now that you that you do do that you enjoy doing in terms of community service? Yeah, so in college, um, I definitely volunteered at the Boys and Girls Club in the town I went to school at in North Carolina. So that was a fun experience. Right now, actually, I actually forgot about this too. So um, not too many people know that I'm a cartographer by trade. I create maps. Um, so I work for 
I volunteer for a nonprofit in Maryland called Gaithersburg Health. And essentially I create maps for them. And this nonprofit essentially provides resources to populations that don't have resources. So whether it's groceries, first aid, et cetera. So I actually create maps for them so that when people go on the website, depending on like where you live in the area, you can figure out where's your closest like uh, Gaithersburg Help Center to you and they can provide resources to you. So I've been doing that for like four years now. And I actually forget, and I don't, it's free, so. Yeah, because a lot of times you're not looking to, like, log your hours, right? Because, like, when you're looking at, like, an organization, you have to, like, be very, like, mindful, like, okay, I need X amount of hours. But once you're kind of, like, I guess in those type of organizations or you're just doing it just because, like, I think you kind of forget because you don't, like, put such a formal process on it. Right. No, that's valid. And, you know, it's crazy. We live in this world of, like, social media and a lot of external validation and you know we go online and we see people posting you know they're feeding the homeless or they're doing it whatever they're just posting about it and I kind of feel like that kind of takes away from the true concept of philanthropy in general like giving without really wanting anything in return like Vince said so um like to your point Rashida I just I I I really probably need to write some of this stuff down because I don't even recall doing all this (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to reflect on all the stuff that you do do. But I mean, it's the same thing, like, I, I completely get it, where you don't even really think about it, like, you just do it. I'm surprised that you found about Gatorsburg, Maryland, because there's nothing out there, but shout out to you. <laughs> right. I used to drive to Gatorsburg to get to my undergrad. But uh-huh. yeah, social media point that you, you made, I feel conflicted about it at times, because it does come off as performative for certain situations, but I also know social media is a platform that can help bring to light some things and might be inspiring to others. So it all comes down to that individual that you see doing it. And a lot of times you can kind of tell based off of other things that they do, what their intent is behind them. So for social media purposes, like I'm not someone who is always going to go ahead and post like, look what I did today. But I also know in certain instances, it may help bring to light the work that I'm advocating for. It might bring more people out that want to do something. It might encourage someone else to be like, you know, if he can figure out time, I can go find something in my community to do. So it is on both sides, I think you just got to be, you know, mindful of what you're posting, how you're posting it, especially like now you see all these trends of people trying to be quote unquote civic engaged and be community oriented where they do these things where I'm like, man, this kind of looks like a setup. Also, are you even asking the people that you taking pictures of, is it okay? Like these are things to like think of because you know, someone who's down and out, they don't want to be on a post sometimes. Right. Yeah. They might be grateful that, you know, you're at, that you're doing this, but at the same time, they might not want to be seen. Because this might be something that's recent to them. It might be something they've been dealing with for a long time. You don't know what state they are, how they feel about it. We just are assuming, like, oh, you should be grateful I gave you food. They're take this picture with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. So I don't like the, me personally, like I don't like to take photos of individuals, especially those who are really like struggling. But 
if you you do it for organization to bring awareness to your organization, I get it. I would mm-hmm. just say for me personally, like if you're going to go do that, ask the people who you are providing help with if it's okay. Right. Instead of it could come off like you're making a mockery of them in a sense, even though that's not your intent. But. Yeah. Thinking of just some other, like in my mind, what are some other things maybe that I've done? I know other people have done. Because yeah, when you mentioned Boys and Girls Club, that definitely struck a nerve. So um, how do you guys feel about though, like the the monetary help, right? So when you're not necessarily, you don't have the time to physically be there about just like, okay, I'm going to donate. I'm going to send a check for $100. I'm going to send a check for $1,000. Like, how do you feel about that as, as counting for community service or not? Depends what the situation is. I think your your time is always, that's great. But I had the conversation with some of my colleagues where they're like, what can I do? And I was like, this is what you can do. And I sent them a list of like all black owned businesses from around the country. <laughs> and I said, you buy something once a month, at least once a month. I said, because it's not a one-off. It's don't just buy this t-shirt because it's cool and the proceeds go to whatever. Yeah. You need to constantly do this. You need to be involved in so many different ways because financial support, capital is extremely important, especially for these small businesses. But also, don't make your time to go help out these other organizations. Do the necessary steps to continue to learn about whatever the cause is. Learn about how you can be supportive in different ways that are just outside of money. But it can't be a one-off. You can't say like, oh, I donated and I care all about girls' education to something. You, you really don't. Like, you're not out speaking about it. You're not having this conversation with your friends, your family members. It's like, I wrote a check. I'm on your pamphlet or I'm on your website. I'm an ally. Like, you're not. You you did it for the social clout for other people to look at you like, oh, look at you. You're so philanthropic. It was like, bro, you you really don't care because that money you was going to spend regardless. Like people are not gonna say the organizations don't appreciate whatever yeah. that amount that you gave. But it takes more than just writing a check. Like I, me personally, I can't say I care about young boys and black boys getting education if I write a check or just black people in general getting a check, write one check to UNICEF. And I'm like, man, I care about all black people getting education, but I don't do anything in my spare time to go talk to kids, to mentor kids, to connect, to use my network to help other people get places in, in college. That's me showing. Yeah, my check might have did a little bit, but my actual involvement in other ways is so much more impactful. So it's a multifaceted thing where it's more than just cutting a check and you can't just do it once. Yeah. You're going to have to keep doing it. And if all you want to do is write checks, write a big check every single year. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. See, y'all got me really thinking. I didn't even realize I was this uh community service orientated. Like, I don't know if you know Vince. Rashina knows like 90% of my wardrobe is secondhand from the Goodwill, right? And on one hand, uh, people could look at it as like, well, you can afford to purchase clothes that are regular retail prices, right? But how I look at it is like, I go into Goodwill, I purchase, but all the clothes that I do have, I donate them back what to the Goodwill 
or to the Salvation Army or the Vietnam vets. So it's kind of like a constant cycle, like a recycling over and over. So everything I buy, I get back. So, and I do that like every month. I was like, oh. Nice. I mean, that's really good. But yeah, so many of us are community service oriented, especially within our own community, for the Black community. We're service oriented in general. Like if we look at our history, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents of like, it was always about uplifting each other. I mean, there's definitely been a disconnect in the past couple decades. Yeah. Right. And, and there's a litany of reasons of why that happens. But deep down, we're a service community. Like we're all about trying to uplift each other. So it's really, I think what community service is, just trying to inspire other people to see themselves as like you you have an impact no matter how big or how small it is like you don't have to be the person who leads the rallies and speaks and yeah. does all that stuff like the person who's behind the scenes who's helping organize things or the person who just goes down the street and like once a week like hey I'm gonna just go get food to somebody or I'm gonna donate clothes to this person yeah you're just as impactful. It may not be viewed as not the sexy part, like you're not on the newspaper, you're not uh, a real yeah. on social media of like, man, look at this man speak, or this woman speak, or this person speak. Yeah. They really move this. It's your everyday actions. And then like, as long as you're able to help one person, like you, you make an impact. And then one people might turn to two, two might turn to three. I made somebody's day better. They went out and made three people's day better. And it just continued to cycle up, but it started with somebody. So really just with me with community service is like, can I help one person today? And if I can, great. Yeah. I just focus on that. Usually I can say, hey, I probably made one person smile. It might be the old lady down the street when I go for the morning walk and say good morning. And she's like, well, hello. <laughs> You're right about that, though. And those are like little things. And maybe to some degree, you could people could argue, like, I'm looking at this from like a maybe a vain perspective. But mm -hmm. I know once I went to the doctor and I was sitting there waiting to get blood work done at like one of those quest diagnostic type of places. Mm -hmm. um, and there was like an older woman in there. She starts talking to me about, you used to play basketball? I'm like, yes. And then she's like, I used to run track. And she starts telling me her old story, how she lived in Russia at one point, asking me how I feel about Brittany Griner. Like, we're having like a legit conversation. This woman is like in her 80s, talking to me about her son that was like my age, all this stuff. And then she finally like gets called in so that she leaves and like one of the older another like older black man who was like not as old as her like I guess he was like in his late 40s or something he's like wow I don't know if you realize you just really made that woman's day you know mm. like and you're just and you're like, you know maybe I did I don't know but like even little things like that you are like in a sense serving your community because I think especially for older elderly people they really don't get out they really don't get to communicate and talk to people anymore like they once did a lot of their friends have passed so when they do get real conversations with people, I think that we kind of take for granted, like, oh, did they really care about that conversation or that just that hello? And they do. Yeah, it goes a long way. So thinking about like our younger people, you know, you're like in college or Gen Zers, mm -hmm. what are ways you feel like they could even begin to take a step? Uh, it's, it's breaking things down to them where they find it applicable and that it's easy to do. Whereas I think with the younger generation, it's not that they're 
really selfish or yeah. not trying to be community oriented. They just have such big ideas. Like they're trying to change the world. It's like, bro, you're not going to change the world next week. It's not going to happen. But that leads to inaction. Yeah. Because then it's, oh, I can't do this. As well as for people who are older than them, showing them grace sometimes. Being open to have a dialogue. Because we don't necessarily agree with everything that yeah. younger generations doing. You know, I don't agree with shit my generation doing at times when it comes <laughs> to like how they want to be involved. But being open to have dialogue as well as be okay with disagreeing where it doesn't have to be so divisive. And I think that's where we're at now is you say one thing or you're not politically correct in another thing. You're instantly this type of person. You can't solve it. It's like nothing gets solved. It's like, bro, you just got to get out and hit the ground running. And you just got to try. If you fail, oh, well, you tried. But you might inspire somebody else. Or you might be like, man, I could have did this differently. I'm going to think about it. So I think with like the younger generation, they're... Me personally, I think they think so much bigger than what I thought mm-hmm. and other people I've been around. I can't speak for my entire generation, but from what I see, like they are so just on trying to be the most inclusive, trying to impact the most people. And it's great. But at the same time, I think it also being so wide and broad, you gotta narrow down. This was like yeah. incremental steps in order to get there. They have the big picture, but ain't nobody taking a step to get there. Some are, some aren't. Also, like allowing people to fail with grace. Like if they have a wrong mistake, don't demonize them for it. Doesn't make they're a terrible person. Yeah. They had a moment. And I think for people in general just to understand when you have, when you do something, and if that happens in life, it's some moment. It doesn't your moments don't define who you are it's how you constantly show up that defines who you are so you know everybody's getting canceled now for things they might have said in college like bro i was 18 yeah i didn't know any better right. I, I didn't know if things were recorded and if things i said in the past <laughs> came out to light, I, i'll probably be looked at crazy but again i'm like that was 19 20 year old me i would hope i have evolved <laughs> in a decade yeah. Now, if you continue to have the same thought that you did a decade ago, that, that's problematic. So I think it's been realizing, like, we all humans, we all going to have flaws. All of the price has something that is problematic to some shape. Degree. I probably have been called sexist in some of the things I've said. Uh, or, like, you know, just just showing grace to each other, being okay with the flaws, being okay with having a dialogue and just encouraging people to like go out and do what you feel like you can make a change. So like you ain't gotta save everybody. Like focus on what you're good at. Public speaking ain't your thing. Please don't try to go ahead and be like a Fred Hampton or, or like a Asada Shakur or something like that. Like brother ain't you. Like don't do it for the likes. Do it because you're passionate about creating change and like we're all put on this earth, whoever you believe in, it's really service to others. Maybe what I can do for myself, like how I can help somebody else out. If you had that mindset, you'll be good. Regardless if you fall down, you fail, you make a mistake, like you'll be good if you always kind of say, like, what can I do for others? 
Um, but also be mindful, like take care of yourself too. I think that's another thing that the younger generation, my generation, and older people who look at themselves as being really community oriented is you focus so much on helping everybody else. You pour so much into everybody else, but you don't pour back into yourself. So you gotta yeah. be mindful of of doing that. Like you can't be Superman every day. You can have Superman moments, but you you can't be that guy every day because you're gonna burn out or or Wonder Woman or whoever you're gonna identify in regards to like superheroes or whatever. But you can't be that person every day. So take time for yourself. Do what you need to replenish you and like with community service being active replenishing your time and your spirit can be in so many different ways it could be donating money it could honestly be going to talk to kids just to hear them and letting them know like yo y'all inspire me or y'all don't realize y'all pouring into me but that's y'all that's your way of of you know getting things put back into you it could be disappearing from social media and just taking some time for yourself whatever the case may be but find things that allow you to pour back into yourself before you go out and then try to fix everything else again because it's an ongoing journey it's it's never done like the work's never done in whatever field that you you think until everybody on this earth got like food in their hands roof over their head able to get access to health care able to just be truly themselves the work ain't done yeah that was a good one like i mean you know a lot of good things especially with like just balance in general that was really good yeah you do gotta take care of yourself i know i've been burnt out um joining a chapter meeting and you know well not just a a chapter and being like one of the younger like members you know they're like oh you can do this you can do this you can do this and then I gotta take a break. I'm overwhelmed. So I agree. It's like, I think for me, something I have to task myself with, well, I have already tasked myself with was getting more involved in my organization in person again, like beyond being just financial. Mm. What is that? like and like figuring out then what am I actually passionate about right like is it talking to younger girls is it helping with like mental health and wellness within the community regardless of age like what is it exactly so I think that's the other thing too is trying to like tackle it in small doses because I think I can also kind of discourage myself of like oh what does that mean do I have time every Tuesday for three hours to do X, Y, and Z? And then I'm like, well, no. And then I just never do it. Yeah. And also just being clear about your boundaries. I think we all probably deal with that. Not being clear. It's like, oh, I want to be helpful. I want to be able to do this. I should be able to do this. I have time for everything else. And eventually you get burned out and then you don't do anything. Or like I show up not being fully present and probably having an attitude which then probably affects yeah. other people and they're not getting the best of me because I, I'm not my best. So it's definitely, definitely being mindful of that. And I'll say like, patience is a huge thing. Like mentoring examples, like I mentor young men out here in Oakland, you know, 16 year old, well, middle school <laughs> to high school, young boys, it can be a lot. It can be a lot dealing with these kids. Like, or you be wanting to punch them in their throat sometimes. They be talking, they be talking crazy. They got all this 
bundle of energy, but you got to show patience. Because then it also makes me think, like, man, when I was 16, was I like this? Now, granted, I don't think I was in some of these kids that I deal with disrespectful, but I also came from a household where I probably had more stability. Not probably. I did have more stability. Mm. I had more resources. I had more opportunities. Yeah. So it's putting things into perspective. Also not pushing myself onto other people. Like, bro, you ain't me and I'm not you. How you process or how you articulate is different from how I articulate and how I process things. And being okay with like learning with each individual. But it, it comes back to that patience, taking yourself out of the situation sometimes and just listening and evaluating, which is easier said than done. Especially like I catch it as challenging. Like last week, I was at that moment where I was like, yo, I'm really about to say something to this boy. But, you know, I had to bring it back where I'm like, oh, he's 16. Like, I can see through the facade of what you're trying to present. But that goes back to, like, patience. And not just with mentoring, but I think with anything that you're really trying to get involved with when it comes to community, because there's going to be a million and one different opinions. And a lot of them you ain't going to agree with. People going to try certain things, and you won't get frustrated. But it's like, understand what your overall goal and mission is and not allowing certain things to steer you from that. So my mission is to be here, be present for these young men, because this might be, I might be one of the only few Black men positive influences in their lives. I have to be there regardless of how they're acting. Because yeah. I know eventually things will change. And for those I can help, I help. For those I can't, I can't control it. I just know if I show up myself every single time, that's all I can ask for. And being okay with that within yourself. The same thing with anything that you decide to do in regards to getting involved in the community. It's like, as long as you feel like you show up 100% yourself and you do the best that you can, that's all you can ever ask. Again, that's easier said than done because if we don't achieve something right then and there and how we thought about it in our minds, like, man, we failed. Like, I ain't doing enough. And beat yourself up. You know, like my old track coach used to tell me, like, if I did have a good race, you like give yourself 30 seconds, cuss, scream, throw shit, <laughs> do whatever you want. After that 30 seconds, you move on. Yeah. Cause I can't go back and change it. I I will never get that 30 seconds back. I will never get that race back. Yeah. Focus on what's next. And that's something that I try to definitely instill in my everyday life now. Not always successful, but when it is successful, it definitely is super helpful and super relaxing. Yes, I think that it wraps up all the questions that we have for you. Um, I appreciate you taking time to come on the podcast and talk about that. I really hope it does inspire some people to get involved and do little things. Like I remember that time we did have Val uh, not Valentine's Day, um, Thanksgiving at your place. And you and your roommate were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to give the food away. Um, and like you actually and I think in that part made sense. But like you've taken the extra step of boxing it, warming it up, getting the different plates, because now you're treating them also like humans. Right. Like mm -hmm. here, you want a warm meal, not just a meal like here. We cook this. This is from our own hands. You know, we separated it so you don't got to like dig in it and make, you know, and worry about it getting contaminated. It's just like those little small things think that we can try to apply to our lives so I think for me 
my homework will be to go back and go, okay, how can I show up and, and where do I feel like I can do that best? I used to be in Boys and Girls Club as a kid. Ooh, that saved my life. So I would definitely put, put time there, but it's just like making the effort to look it up. What does that entail? How do you get involved? How do you put a toe in the water first before overwhelming yourself? Yeah. So don't overwhelm yourself, guys. Self-care first. Yeah, don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. You know, I see different <laughs> posts about uh, uh, somebody posted The Rock. He had said it. I mean, his situation yeah. was different. It was like, don't bite off your chew, but it was like I'd rather uh choke on Chase's success than nibble on mediocrity. Oh. Like, yeah, I'm like, yes, to some degree. Like that applies <laughs> on particular things. Like if your goals are lofty, you should go for them. I understand that you're gonna have a lot of roadblocks, but like make sure you understand your why. I think that's where things get lost. Understanding your why. Why are you doing this? Because if you understand your why, no matter how big you your goals are, like that's where I think that quote applies of you know, right over to the stars. Because if you fall short, you land on the moon, all that stuff. But they understand their why. If you don't understand your why, you just doing this because you think this is what you're supposed to do, you'll drown yourself. So yes, definitely find a way to like see how you can dip your toe in and then you'll understand you know ask people around like what are y'all doing how did was your experience and just take it yeah your own grain of salt because everyone's experience is going to be different and it's even like what your strengths are and how you can be helpful in that way um and with that then you'll be you'll be good i think everybody has the ability to go ahead and be a change maker as we call it a be involved in the community and do something positive. It's, you know, realizing that you all have, everyone has the ability to make a positive impact. It's just like, you got to be willing to try. And, you know, when, like working in philanthropy, everyone thinks like, oh, I can't believe philanthropists when I got a, a whole bunch of money. It's like, no, you can. Because realistically, if I made, quote unquote, if I made a, Six million dollars a year, and I give you two hundred fifty thousand. Everybody like, man, he's really a philanthropist. But uh, everyday person, blue collar job, they make thirty five thousand dollars a year, and they were like, man, I'm still gonna donate two hundred. Percentage wise, that two hundred impacts that person who gave two hundred dollars compared to two hundred fifty thousand. Like percentage wise, they're technically more philanthropic, but people won't look at it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 50, you that's nice, but 250,000, like, ooh, it's sexy, whatever. But like, I can give you 250,000 if I make six million dollars a year and it don't affect my everyday life. Yeah. It ain't nothing. I make 35,000 a year and I can give you two hundred. I can't have nothing go wrong. Yeah. Like, that's groceries. God forbid I get a flat tire. Like God forbid I get uh, medical assistance. Like though that two hundred dollars is could potentially be like, do I eat tonight? Yeah, I'm getting paid. And you have so many people who are giving 
like that, but aren't faking us themselves as being philanthropic, and they are. And also appreciating them for their efforts. Like you, we all have grandmas who probably was in the church. Somebody in our family was in the church. You know, they get at ten percent, and they never made over forty thousand dollars annually. Yeah, right? but they still made a way to figure it out. And like that gift is just as impactful to them as someone who can give six figures, who gives seven figures, and has the means to do it. And I think working within philanthropy, you see a lot more of that. Like, yeah, those big numbers are jaw-dropping. Like, you'll see somebody like, oh, they gave $100,000. And people are like, man, they rich. They gave a lot of money. It's like, you think small. Like, how much money do they really have? They give $100,000 and not worry about it affecting yeah. their everyday life. Like, that's how mm. you got That ain't they 10%. For most cases. Yeah. But for your everyday person who can give a couple hundred dollars a year, that's a big that's a big jump. But they made the concerted effort to do that. So I just challenge everybody who can do something, do something. Even if it's a small one, just twenty dollars. That's cool. Okay. Twenty dollars that you gave to somebody. Because more than likely we spend more than twenty dollars going to Starbucks, going to the bar. I didn't know I ran up a couple bar tags over a hundred dollars. Where, you know, I could have used that money to positively impact somebody. Not saying no to enjoy yourself in life, but just how you reshape or rethink about how you just decide to support things. Like, that's the way that I try to explain it to people. Like, with my alma mater, we're giving back to provide scholarship. It's like, bro, I'll ask somebody, like, yo, you can give $1,000. They're like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, Bro, you just bought a new flat screen TV. You got a T. You got a PS Five. You got all the new Jordans that just dropped. You just spent more than a thousand. Or like, if you break it up, like that's a hundred dollars a month for ten months. Like, you can do that. Yeah. So it's just helping people reshape their mind, rethink. That's more so on the monetary side, but time side. You look at how many hours you spend on your phone. Your screen time, you were like, man, I could donate that time to go help somebody. Like, there's different ways that you can just reshape everything the way that you spend your time, your energy, your money, all ways that can be more productive and positive to help other people. Yeah. That's a great way to close it. Bryce, any last words? No, I'm just I'm just soaking all this in. I'm I'm really gonna write down some of the things that I've done because I don't like I really didn't realize at all. I didn't realize. Yeah. Same. Write it down and I'll say get a shower with some of your friends. Like, hey, go ahead and do something. Yeah, that might be a good last recommendation before we close out. It's like if you can get a buddy that might help, you know, hold each other accountable. I know like with working out, I always tell people sometimes that they're really hesitant about starting, like get a friend that's also like looking to be committed to and y'all kind of hold each other accountable. And that could be the same thing with community service. If you're like, hey, we want to, you know, go to a, a soup kitchen or, oh, we want to like donate clothes or whatever. Like maybe that helping, having that other person could make, help you could keep on track and remember like, oh, I did say I was going to do that. Let me go and do that. Yeah. And yeah, just challenge somebody, have somebody to be accountable with you. And Again, it doesn't have to be some big brand thing. It could be something small, like you like, hey, we're gonna go here if we know like we see somebody outside that might look hungry or unhoused or homeless out here, like, you know, try to or ask them if they want some food. 
They might say no, and that's okay. Yeah. You try. <laughs> and that definitely happened while sleeping. Yeah. Like, hey, they definitely down, and I'm like, hey, bro, you they ask for money. I'm like, you hungry? They're like, nah, I want some money. They're like, oh, okay, I, I tried. Yeah. Not to say you might want to get the money. That's okay. Do something. As long as you try to do something and, and ask your friends to, to join you along with it, I think that's how you just maximize your impact. So that's yeah. my one challenge to everybody who listens. Go try to do one thing at least a month that you donate your time, your energy, or your money to some type of cause that you feel passionate about. Yes. All right. Y'all maximize your impact challenge. Hashtag. All right. <laughs> but thanks everyone for listening to another episode of the Ugly Ducklist podcast. You guys can please reach out to us anytime via Gmail at uglyducklingspod at gmail.com for any questions, topics you'd like us to cover, or just comments on some of our past episodes. Um, and so we look forward to seeing some of those messages and we will catch y'all next week. Peace out.